hope you enjoy this week's message and that as you listen, your faith truly does come alive in Jesus. God's good, hey. All the time, yeah. I don't know. I always get it wrong, but it's still true. All right, well, welcome. So we, uh, we've been doing, we started a series on freedom. You might have heard of it. Great. It's really good. Um, but this is the life that Jesus gives us. It's a very exciting life. It's a life that we're set free. Um, these strongholds, captivity, depression, darkness, pain, sickness, hurt. You've probably heard of those. Um, that's not for us anymore because we have freedom. Amen? Good. So let's take a hold of it. Um, so before we begin, I'm just going to pray again. I just really like including God into these messages, I find that it's very helpful. <laughs> so, Lord, I do like speaking your name. But, God, it's, you're the reason that we're here. You're the reason that we have freedom. You're the reason that we live this life. And we don't want to do it without you. We can't do it without you. So, Lord, we invite you into this space. Um, please speak this morning. Make your presence known. Make your words known. Make the meaning and the life that you give us known. Lord, I pray for everyone in this room right now, in one way or another, that we encounter you, that we can come to know you in a deeper, more intimate way, you know, the wisdom and the life that you have for us. We love you, Jesus. Okay, so, speaking on freedom, but this is through the lens of forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is a really fun topic. Um, who's forgiven before? Good job, you're ahead. Um, so it's really, I've, so I said, so I've grown up in the church and I've, I've heard about forgiveness before. I've even practiced it, believe it or not. Um, and the things that Jesus says about forgiveness is still pretty countercultural today. It's pretty intense. Right. And I don't know if I'm living that way. So that was really fun when Steve gave me this message. So just, uh, I just, look, I've, I've done some, some soul searching, Steve. It's been really good for me. Um, But we're just going to explore what it looks like to encounter freedom and how forgiveness is involved in that. So obviously you know that Jesus died and he's forgiven us of our sins. We've got forgiveness of sins. That's a beautiful thing. It's amazing. Um, But his forgiveness is so great that it actually goes into us, through us, and into the next person. So that when I'm forgiven... God's great. God's forgiveness is so big that I begin to forgive others. That's how it's meant to work. Right. So it's a really good model. It's self-sustaining. And the more that you forgive, the more forgiveness goes around. And the more people get led to, to Christ. It's awesome. So naturally, I'm going to start at the Lord's Prayer. You might know it. Um, but it starts like this. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. And they're asking him questions. And he's preaching in the Sermon on the Mount. And lots of people are asking, Jesus, Jesus, how do, you, how do you pray? And he says, well, this is how you should pray. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it's done in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then Jesus, he's not asked a second question yet. He gets distracted. He says, as he's finishing this prayer, Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And, and by the way, if you forgive 
other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. So Jesus finds this point very important that he starts teaching about the Lord's Prayer. And those that know about the Lord's Prayer know that this, oh, this is how Jesus says to pray. So we teach our, we teach our kids this in church. You've grown up in church. You know you've heard the Lord's Prayer. You've read through the Bible. Like, oh, this is a big thing. I should highlight this. But the bit after it, I've always read that when I read through the Lord's Prayer. And it's always like, well, that's a really interesting point, isn't it? Have you, have you focused on that before? So if you forgive other people... When they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Well, yeah, Jesus, I know that you forgive me, obviously. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. Have you ever stopped and thought about that? Does that scare you a little bit? (laughs) It's pretty intense. And so this is a really interesting concept because I've grown up knowing that, God, my sins are forgiven. You have died for me. Before I was born, before I knew anything, I, I knew that you had died for me. I get to live that life right here, right now. That's amazing. And there's nothing that can stop me from that. It's not my own abilities that bring me to the point of forgiveness. It's what you've done. It's not my own works that brought my own salvation. It's what you've done. But if I can't forgive others, I can say no to that. Ooh, it's a scary little like fine print clause there, isn't it? So... Naturally, my next line of thinking is we're going to go to Galatians 5. So bring your Bibles out, guys. I want you to... You've got to track this journey with me. You've got to know this when I preach. Is that there's a, there's a journey to undertake. There's pioneering that's been done. And we get to explore the kingdom together. So really, have your Bibles out. So this is Galatians 5, starting from verse 1. This is really good. Love your work, Jay. Um... <laughs> It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Amen. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. This is a really good point. Mark my words. I, Paul, obviously I didn't write this, uh, tell you that if you let yourselves be, this is really important. I mark my words. Like Paul is saying, really, take note of this. Uh, I tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Bear with me. I know the C word is very scary for some of us. Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You've fallen away from grace, for through the Spirit we are eagerly await uh, by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ uh, Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Okay, so talking about freedom, and then we went to forgiveness, and then we went to circumcision. Makes sense, right? <laughs> so, it does make sense, though. Because he's not, he's talking about the actual act of circumcision, but he's actually saying, if you think that you can earn your salvation through your acts, if you think that by working harder or being holier, you know what I mean by that, by appearing better, like you can look at my church record every Sunday, 7.30 I'm there, I'm waiting outside for them to open, I'm that good, and you know what, I'm there till 7.30 at night. <laughs> like, does that make me a better Christian? Does that make me holier than any of you? No, it doesn't. 
And so he's, this is the message he's saying, is that if you think by being circumcised or uncircumcised, that's going to add any value to your salvation, it doesn't. And actually, if you're going to choose to live that way, when you're going to take it into your own efforts, you're actually really missing the point, and you're actually entering back into slavery. And so this is a really interesting point, and this is where I want to link it into forgiveness, is that if you can receive this forgiveness, if you can receive the forgiveness of God, but you can't pass it on to others, you're in a way you're saying, actually, my judgment's better. I know who deserves forgiveness, and I know who doesn't deserve forgiveness. And God says, oh, oh, okay, well, if that's the way that you want to live, I actually have some ideas of who deserves forgiveness and who doesn't eat as well. By the way, you didn't make the list. <laughs> so it's pretty intense. So does that make sense, what I say there? So I'm going to go to... Um, this, is a, this is a pretty iconic parable that Jesus tells. This is in Matthew 18. It's all relating to forgiveness. And this is the parable of the unmerciful servant. So Peter came to Jesus and... I really am interested in how Jesus tells parables because I don't think he has like a catalogue of parables written up ready to go. I think he really just says, oh, so this is the story. Peter comes up to him and, and you know, as Jesus has been talking about forgiveness, and Peter says, okay, so, and he's very serious about this. So, so Jesus, I've, you've told me that I've got to forgive others. I heard you when you were on the Sermon on the Mount and you had that really good message. He said, if I can't forgive others then God won't forgive my sins. So, when does it get dangerous? Like, how many times do I have to forgive my brothers and sisters before it's unhealthy? You know, like seven times? And Jesus says, oh, no, no, not seven. Um, 77 is probably more closer to your mark. And some, some translations say 70 times seven, which just means until you lose memory, until you for, like, forget how many times it's happened. And... Peter's probably very taken aback by that. He's like, oh, I thought seven was generous. Um, and, then, and then Peter's like, well, that's pretty intense. And Jesus says, well, let me tell you a story. So imagine there's this um, there's a king, he's a master, and he has servants in his household. And there's this servant that has been working for him for such a long time, and he's actually, the, the master's been really generous, and he's given him so much, and the servant actually worked up this really big debt. And he says this crazy figure, like... Um, what does it say in there? 10,000 talents or gold. 10,000 smackaroos. And this is such a large sum that the master calls the servant towards him and says, I need you to pay back this debt. This is ridiculous. And so the servant brings his wife and his kids and the master says, I need them to sell everything they own so you can start paying them back. And the servant is like, Master, I can't do this. This is, this is lots of money. This is everything I own. This is everything I have. Like, I will pay it back to you. Just, just give me time. And the master sees the begging and he says to the servant, You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgive your debt. I'm going to write it off. And you just keep working in my household. And we'll move past this. Because I'm going to look after you. And the servant, Thank you, Master. Thank you so much. Oh, I've been so blessed by this. Thank you. So the master, oh, the, master, the servant's dying out, living his life, and he's like, oh man, I feel free as a bird. And then he bumps into one of his mates, fellow servant, and he says, hey, you never guess what just happened to me. But actually, never mind that, because I've just reminded, you've just reminded me of something. You owe me 100 silver coins. 
And you know what? I would really like that silver right now. And the other servant says, Oh, look, I'm in a tight spot at the moment. I can get it back to you. Just give me time. The other servant says, Oh, I don't know about that, buddy. I need that right now. He's like, Well, I can't do it. So this servant says, Well, guess what? I'm going to chuck you into prison so you can pay it back. So that servant gets chucked into prison. A word gets around in the kingdom. And the servant that chucked the other servant in prison goes, that news gets back to the master. And so the master calls the servant back to him and he says, are you serious? Did you just chuck that servant into prison? Did you get him thrown into prison because of your, the debt that he owed you? This tiny, insignificant debt, which is like barely a scratch on the debt that you owe me. Servant says, uh, yes. Uh, and he says that back to the master and the master says, you really missed the point of that, didn't you? You really misunderstood what I was doing for you, the generosity I gave you. And you know what? That debt that I forgave you, you can forget about it. You owe me all of that back again. And you know what? I'm going to chuck you in prison until you can remember that, until you can pay that back. And that's the story that, that Jesus tells to Peter about forgiveness. It's very encouraging, isn't it? And he sums it up by saying, This is how my uh, heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. It's pretty intense. So I just want to remind you that when unforgiveness exists, you make a decision to reach salvation in your own strength. If you have, an un- if you have unforgiveness towards your brother, your sister, someone that you know, your friend, then you have, you have a decision to make there. To either hold on to that and to say, you know what, I really deserve this. That's mine, they are me. At that point, that's a, that's a big decision to make because your debts have been forgiven, right? Yeah, good, just making sure. <laughs> We're in a philosophical strong. Yeah, all right. And you're saying, this is, this is the idea of saying that your judgment overrules God's. To say that I understand how forgiveness works better than God does. You know, my sins, nothing. This man, he, he didn't wait for me when I came through the door and I will not forget this. He, he owes me big time. And if you, if you hold that unforgiveness, God looks at you and he says, are you serious? Did you not see, did you not understand the love and the generosity and the forgiveness that I've laid upon you? And you're holding this against him? I don't think you really want my forgiveness. Though. I don't really think you understand. And when we make these decisions, we actually block. We, we're cutting God off from us. It's very big. Jesus makes a big point about this. It's a bit scary, isn't it? And so, like again, I say, I've grown up in the church and I've heard these stories and I know Jesus has talked about forgiveness. I've heard this parable. And I don't know if I've taken it seriously before. Because we do preach this message of God is love and he has forgiveness for us. And that is 100% true. Don't think it's not. But note that it doesn't come, this isn't the end of the journey for us. It's not, okay, his love is enough and I'll stand here and, and I'll go keep living the life that I was. The love that Jesus gives us, that we're enabled to live through Jesus, actually enables us to live a life beyond what we've ever known. It means that we don't have to hold grudges anymore, we don't have to hold pain, we don't have to hold on to any of that, but we actually get to live free. Right. It's pretty sweet. 
And so I want to encourage you and I want you to think, I'm just going to give you 10 seconds, maybe 15, we'll see. Just to think, think in your life about moments that, or just even think about how forgiveness has helped you in your life. If you've like, had some people that practice forgiveness, good job, really. It's a really freeing experience, isn't it? One for you to let go to say, you know what, I'm not burdened by that anymore. I can move past that. And you know what often really helps me to forgive others is looking at the forgiveness God's given me. It's like, oh, I didn't deserve that, so I'm pretty sure I can forgive them for not smiling at me. I'll be the bigger person this time. Because really, who's been the bigger person? It's God. Good faith. Really appreciate the stepping out, guys. The answer is God. God's been the bigger person. Right? It's undeniable. I'm just saying, God's good. How often? All the time? All the time? Oh, there you go. I'm really bad at that. So I just want to finish off with, um, with this. I think, yeah, I always say this, Jesus really sums up his own words really nicely, doesn't he? So I'm just going to read this. This is from Luke 6, and this is about loving your enemies. And it really just sums up this message. It's a very simple message. Is God's forgiving you. He's come a long way to do that. He sent Jesus to die so that he could forgive you, so that you could have intimacy with him, that you could know him. Your life is transformed to change for eternity, not just till the end of this life, but forever. Amen? Fantastic. And if he can forgive us, then really it's quite fair that we can forgive others. Is that right? That's the message. And this is why. So this is Luke 6, starting from verse 27. So, but to you who are listening, I say... Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is it to you? If they love you, it's pretty easy to love someone else, isn't it? It makes sense. If someone hates you, it's a bit harder. So, I mean, church, can you give me a little back and forth here? It would be really nice. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. That's good. I'm just like, did that not make sense, Steve? These look brothers. Um, Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those whom you expect repayment, what credit is it to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is so kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. This is the next bit. Judging others. This is the little title it gives me in my Bible. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. This is it. Take 
hold of this. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's why I've talked about circumcision before. Um, but really, when you start to say, this is how salvation works. It's by my own strength. It's by the people that I choose to forgive. By the measure that you give out, that's what Jesus looks at you. That's what God looks at you and says, well, if that's the measure you want to use, that's the measure we'll use. He doesn't want that. He wants you to come to him and say, look, I'm going to do a work in you. I've forgiven you. Go out, forgive others. Live the life I've got for you. But if you want to hold grudges, if you want to hold that in, if you want to say, this is how it works, so be it. But I'm giving you this opportunity to take a hold of everything that I have for you, to live this life of greatness, to go and explore what it looks like to be free. So I don't know if you've thought about that before, and I don't know where you're at, but I think it's a good opportunity to take right now. And I just want you to think, if there's any, any unforgiveness that you're holding on to right now, maybe you're not even aware of it. Maybe go through past grudges and just reevaluate, just to say, have I forgiven that person? And I'm not saying that it's always the easiest thing. I don't know what everyone's story is. I don't know what everyone's situation is. But we are not alone because we have a Heavenly Father that has loved us. He's made that known. We have a Holy Spirit that's here with us right now, working and empowering us. The journey that we do in forgiveness doesn't have to be one that you have to figure out by yourself. But it's one that we do together with the Spirit. And that's the supernatural effect. It's very cool. So I want you guys just to even just close your eyes and just think and just ask God, God, is there anything that I'm holding on to? Is there unforgiveness in my life? And if there is, you say, Lord, you have forgiven me. You have looked at me and said, I love you. I've sent Jesus for you. And you've forgiven me. So, Lord, help me. Help me to forgive this person. Help me to forgive this situation. which you've loved us, that you have set us free, that this is the life that we can take a hold of. And Lord, we choose you. We put those things behind us. We put that life behind us, the old life. And we step into the new. We step into what's good. We step into what's right. What you have given us and what you died to give us. Jesus, we love you. And Lord, I pray that any unforgiveness that we're holding on to, Lord, that we can let go of that. Lord, I pray that we can let go of these, these burdens that have been weighing us down, these blockers into the life that you've been giving us. And Lord, I pray freedom in Jesus' name.
And Lord, I just want to speak into depression. I want to speak into illness, illness of the skin, the blood, anything, Lord. Anything that's been weighing us down, anything, any of this pain, any of this past life, Lord, and I just call it out. I cast that out in your name, Jesus. Lord, there is freedom in this space. Lord, this church, we don't want anything that's holding us back from you. We want your life. We want your fullness. We want restoration. In your name, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We love you so much. We thank you for the work that you've done, the work that you're doing, and the work that you will do. But church, know that you're loved. By God, but by each other as well. We're a family, we do this together. Amen? Amen. Okay, so take a moment just to check in with the person next to you. Enjoy tea, coffee, all of it. Love you, guys. Amen. Thanks heaps for listening to this week's message. To find out more about what's happening in the life of our church and how you can join in with all the fun, Head to newbinelengths.com.au or find us on social media. Have a lovely week.